You're listening to Once, episode 170, Smash the Mirror, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And we're happy to have you joining us. We just saw this amazing episode. (laughs) It was so amazing. Technically, it was two. Two episodes, yes, which made it even more amazing. It's like, how, how can you make an episode of Once Upon a Time even more awesome? By giving us two. Two of them. Yes, this episode, for me, I would say is among certainly my favorite in this season so far we're only eight episodes in and this was just one episode it's not episodes Mm -hmm. eight and nine so we are still getting episode nine in two weeks keep that in mind there's no episode on november 23rd sure feels debatable to me but this is a two-hour episode and it said part one and part two yeah yeah and uh (laughs) but it was just that one episode because we know the titles for episodes nine ten and eleven and they're in the uh, forums over at oncepodcast.com slash forums. Mm. And Adam Horowitz did tweet saying that December 15th is when the season ends, if I have that date correct. But it is that Sunday. December 14th. Yes, 14th. December 14th is when the mid-season finale will end. That's episode 11. And then it picks up on March 1st, 2015. But this episode, I would rank up there in my favorites of all of Once Upon a Time. Really? I felt like this episode was that good. Hmm. I wouldn't say absolute favorite, but I would say it's among my, maybe my top five favorite episodes. Top five? I might go top 10. We'll say definitely top 15. So what did you think of this episode then? Uh, it was way better than the last two hour episode. <laughs> A lot more happened. They were both basically Emma coming to terms with something episodes, but apparently it takes two hours for Emma to really make any, uh, progress as a character but uh yeah i liked a lot of things about it there was so much tension in it that it just had me on the edge of my seat not literally but really really (laughs) wanting to see what was coming up next and commercial breaks were like oh you you had to put a commercial there can't we just see what's going to happen it was a good episode i love it and the chat room already said wow i haven't seen daniel this excited in a while yeah, I really like this episode. So these are just our initial reactions. If you can't tell, we'll have a full discussion upcoming uh, and we'll give you more information about how you can send us your feedback and theories and for the upcoming episode. But here are some of the things that really stood out to me about this episode that were really good. Well, one thing we do know now that yes, indeed, Hook is that secret ingredient that Rumpel needs for Nailed this it. new thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's specifically his heart. Now, I thought it would be something like instead of the heart of the thing you love most, that it would be the heart of the person you hate most or the right. heart of your enemy, something, you know, like that. That's what I thought too. Very well played to say the heart of someone who knew him before he was the dark one. But how does she know that? Maybe all she said is, you need the heart of someone who knew you before you were the dark one. Well, she probably did, but how does she know that? I don't know. Maybe it's in that scroll somewhere, something that Elsa or someone didn't read. 
or that wasn't translated for us by one of our awesome fans? I I want to see a part of the story, a flashback, where somehow, even though it's a lot of urn jumping, I wander out of the urn for a while in the middle. But that can't happen, can it? Right now I'm getting confused again. Timelines, timelines, timelines. Well, Point being that she went into the urn, as was previously stated, not knowing even how to control her magic. And she came out fully in control, apparently very knowledgeable about all the spells and all the magic of all the realms. Doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. Yeah, that's true. She did have the hat for a little while. She's the new Regina. But she went into that urn and got out of the urn before she had the hat. She got the hat from Anna, and she had it for a little while, probably long enough to really discover certain things about how the hat works and uh, what would be necessary. Maybe in some of her conversations there with the Sorcerer's Apprentice, she discovered... (laughs) A.K.A. the Sorcerer. You think so? Oh, yeah. I was thinking that too, maybe. Yeah. But then again, would the Sorcerer so easily be sucked into his own hat? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it would make putting it on one's head problematic. (laughs) Yeah. However, (laughs) maybe, because, you know, Rumpel put it in uh, magic sucking mode, just like it has an automatic sleep mode. Yeah, apparently. Well, once it detects that it's not getting any prey it just kind of goes i'll go back into my box either that or it's on a timer it's an emo evil hat (laughs) i i think it was emma's magic whoosh that she did that made the hat turn off Mm, okay it's a good explanation as any really cool to see emma finally embracing her magic and controlling it too the way that they and wherever anna is she's awake because the sky is awake hey yeah frozen (laughs) anna wow I didn't think that's the way it was going to turn out. Right. So, Olive Arendelle is currently currently locked in ice again. That's probably worse. what I'm thinking. So, what that means to me, well, at least what we saw is that Arendelle was locked in ice. That doesn't mean that Anna's and Kristoff are still there in Arendelle. They might be in Storybrook somewhere. Oh, I think they are still but there. Frozen. And apparently, her heartbeat is still detectable when she's frozen. Oh, sure. Uh, Yeah, because I thought that was the implication. They're really awkward about some of this dead or not dead stuff. They really don't like to kill people all of a sudden, which is different than, say, season one. Apparently, they've decided, uh, you know, killing is bad and feeling up the evil queen is good. But uh, that's all good family TV, you know. You gotta have you gotta have rules. You gotta have you gotta have a code. But today's not one of those days. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, but back to the killing. I think the the implication was that Hans was not dead. Somehow Elsa knew that Hans had been. Wait, we saw that, didn't we? Did we? Well, oh my gosh, the timelines. Elsa was there when Hans was frozen. Anna wasn't. So Anna was yes. the one that was shocked, and Anna would be more shocked. But because... Elsa didn't know that <laughs> that Ingrid put him in a closet somewhere. Well, yeah, that's strange. It's really strange. Why did she keep him anyway? Why didn't she leave him in the cave? That's where it happened, right? Right. I guess she likes to keep her victims close, which might be an indication that Anna is in Storybrook, frozen somewhere. But then why wouldn't the Bo Peep's staff point to where Anna was in Storybrook? I think it only detected her heartbeat. Because Anna was somewhere else in a different realm, maybe. 
it gets hairy. See, I think it would have been really cool to sort of like pan back and show all the people of Arendelle become frozen themselves. And so then there's this whole frozen kingdom in the balance, in addition to everything happening in Storybrooke. Right. Such a great episode. And we are not going to hit every point here as oh, we're no. discussing this. So don't don't think that we're skipping things intentionally. But this book now, that's another big thing with this. We got a little clue, by the way, a lost reference. Number 23, page 23. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So definitely a lost reference there. And what an interesting way to show us that, yes, villains can have happy endings because they don't have to be the bad guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I l- That's mm. a Lego movie reference. Um, yeah. Okay. There were potentially layers upon layers of things that they said in reference to the book and life and everything in this episode that we cannot get into right now that I have very mixed feelings about. But I will say I kind of liked for the moment the little bit of symbolism of, no, Regina, seriously, it's your choices that caused all these things. Right. This could have been the page in the book. Yeah. So do you think, though, that then the book storyline is... uh resolved for now she doesn't need to find the author if if it's been proven now that the author has well number one the book is partially magically generated and number two that the book is not causing anything for her and not dictating anything (laughs) i don't like that conclusion because i want to see the author of the book and this episode made me think even more that the sorcerer is the author of the book Maybe. But I do think you have a very good point. And I think the apprentice is the sorcerer, and I think the sorcerer made a mistake to some degree. Or at least was he sort of gave in to his own reasons. He wanted the hat back so badly that he compromised his own code and sent Ingrid through to our world. In 82, is that the year Emma was yeah, born? 19, well, he sent her through in 1982. That's uh, I forget what year Emma was actually born. Um, let's see, quick math. I think 82. 1983. Because the show started in 2011, and that was supposed to be Emma's 28th birthday. Oh, October, it was 28. I was like thinking 22nd, it was 30. 22nd, 23rd, um, 2011. So she was born in 1983, which makes sense because then Ingrid was sent through ahead of time. So a little bit before Emma came through, which would give Ingr- Ingrid enough time to settle in. <laughs> yeah. Which would give Ingrid then enough time to settle in with the world. So that means not only can the sorcerer send someone to a different world, can he send them to a different time? But then again, what if this is our timeline hint here? Keb, listen. <laughs> Keb manages our timeline over at oncepodcast.com. Oh, I think you're timeline. right. It wasn't time travel. It was simply, yes. Right. So this could be like a year to a year and a half before the curse. Okay. Or up to a year and 10 months, really, before the curse took place. It is funny that they tend to always just say, a, really, a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like, we were writing, we didn't want to do the math. Just do it yourselves. Well, these, Those guys over at OnePodcast.com are doing a great timeline. Yeah, we'll just get our ideas from them. <laughs> I bet the timeline is in the writer's room all the time. Our timeline. Keb's timeline. Yeah. Keb does a great job. Oncepodcast.com slash timeline. By the way, speaking of doing a great job, 
you are doing a great job of supporting this podcast. We really appreciate the support to enable us to do what we're trying to do and what we're hoping is a great job for you in providing this content about our favorite TV show. And we want to thank specifically David Newland, Steve Johnson, Jeannie Root, and our new Patreon backer, Jeff. Thank you very much for your kind donations to the podcast. It really helps keep the podcast running because it does cost a lot to run the podcast and we really appreciate the donations the support to keep everything running and pay for all of the expenses of running this podcast providing all of this to you for free and we really appreciate that support david newland steve johnson Jeannie root and jeff our new patreon backer there are many different ways that you can support the podcast financially go to oncepodcast.com sponsor and you'll see three different options one is you can donate a one-time donation amount of any level, or you can donate on a per episode basis through Patreon, or you can donate on a per month basis and it will be deducted automatically from PayPal or a credit card. That is over at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And if you're trying to figure out what helps us the most, it would be those automatic monthly donations, especially as a hiatus is coming up for us. But you can donate any amount through any of those options and we would be very grateful. Even if you can't donate financially, the next best way you can help us is just by sharing the episodes. Share us to Tumblr, to Reddit, to Facebook, to Google+, to StumbleUpon, to Twitter, to all, all of these other places. Anywhere that you can share the podcast, we would really appreciate it. Retweet us when we mention the podcast. Share the podcast with others. Tell your friends about the podcast. Get them addicted to the TV show first, then get them addicted to our podcast. That helps a lot. So a couple options there for you to support us either financially or just by sharing the content and we'd really appreciate it. All of those options are over at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor and the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 170. And thank you for your support. I'll say right now, you kind of hinted on it. I did not like where they went with the Robin and Regina thing in this. Yeah, it kind of made me want to shower. Because there's there was so much great talk about honor, about putting aside your desires, about falling in love with your wife again. So much talk about all of that honor. And then it was just completely thrown out the window. And that bothers me a lot. Because what is that going to tell people? And I know that television reflects the general morality of the culture. But sometimes I think television should try to inspire a better level of morality and not this multiple adultery thing that they've got going on. I know I'm very <laughs> opinionated about this and you probably are too. That's fine. And it's fine. I'm opinionated too, but it's just something I did not like about the show. Yes. Ultimately I do want to see Robin and Regina together. I want it done. Sure. I'd like to see it done in a different way, but the storytellers are telling this story in their way. And some yeah, people in our chat room are saying Robin Hood is an idiot. Well, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> it, you know, it's it's understandable, but it's also a pretty contrived situation. Yeah, it's one of those things that because of the nature of the story, it is a really weird situation, just like the whole Mary Margaret and David and Catherine thing back in season one. It's a situation normal humans wouldn't find themselves in. Yeah, because if it had taken a little bit longer for Marion to show up... Robin and Regina could have been married. Yeah. So then what? He's married twice. It doesn't, you know, creating this situation through time travel. And it's the only thing they really accomplished through time travel. Let's be clear. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they brought Elsa, but that could have been done a number of ways. <laughs> it, it's just not fair. 
in a sense, mm-hmm. I guess. It's it's dragging on. It's the only thing so far this season that is really dragging on. They need to resolve the Marion thing, like, now. Yeah, and when they said, they're in the library, basically saying, oh, we can have our happy ending after all. I was thinking in my mind, wait a minute, Marion, hello? How does this still fit in with all of this? And I'm glad he apparently stuck Roland in a hollow tree and just left him there. <laughs> Where's the kid? Who's taking care of him? Is he with Granny, who hasn't been in the whole season? I don't know. Well, moving on to someone, though, who's <laughs> doing a bit better morally. Hook, I think, really stepped it up uh, in this episode and was it, that call that he made to Emma and the voicemail he left beautiful beautiful call where he was just confessing (laughs) yeah a little bit i kept waiting for it to beep and be like time limit exceeded message erased (laughs) hey emma it's hook again (laughs) where do i leave off Um, sorry i never see you again um bye it yeah it was it was touching ish yeah and then hear it the talk between snow and regina about grace and forgiveness that was really cool and Mm. hope awesome sure there were there was a lot of they were a little mixed up in that conversation yeah and there was a lot of other stuff too that personally i take issues with like the whole you have to love yourself and that's the ultimate way for true love to control your magic that's that's a bit ever uh, heard the term selfish that's kind of you know that's kind of where that starts there there's there's some truth and it's that's going to be a touchy topic because there's some things that people mean when they say love yourself right that are healthy But there's a lot in that phrase and in that movement that is not healthy because like everything, humans take it too far. Yeah. And they're not, but there was a lot of that in this. They're not trying to make a moral statement on that. They're just trying to tell a story and along the way, certain things like that come out and they don't dig into them much more. The point for Emma's character was good. Mm -hmm. So Emma now has control of her magic, but now in some way, (laughs) Elsa and Emma are possibly partially controlled or connected, bound, chained to the Snow Queen. And it ended up being, yeah, she needed the three bracelets to put on the three sisters. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm glad that all she had to do was wave her hand. Actually, that's pretty consistent with the way magic is used in the show. So I'm kind of glad that she did it. And the mirror is broken now. And it's all curse-like going out on everyone. Yeah. Now, here's the funny thing. I expected all the little particles to multiply and look like a much, much, much town-sized version of what she did to Anna. Mm -hmm. But I suspect the CG for that would be possibly beyond our powers in this day. (laughs) Right. So, another curse cloud, which is fine, because that's a pretty established visual. Like, everyone's going to know what's coming. Oh, there's a curse coming. And this one... Go in the basement, it won't help. This one is going to take place. It's not being stopped, at least that we know. We've got now two weeks before this first half of the season returns. So this is a nice cliffhanger, really, going on this two-week or one two-week hiatus. It's two weeks until the next episode, that's what I mean. So yeah, it's a great cliffhanger. And then we have three more episodes after that. So in those three episodes... They might resolve the whole shattered sight curse, or they might still be dealing with it into the second half of the fourth season. What's interesting is I couldn't understand why it stopped for Anna, just because Elsa was in the urn. Right. It might be that the curse... I feel like she should have just been like, 
glad that's over with. It might be that the spell has a goal that because it makes you see the worst in other people and basically seek the destruction of other people, well, maybe the spell breaks when that destruction is fulfilled. So when Anna put Elsa in the urn, that was the fulfillment of her desire, her deepest, darkest desires of vengeance as not actually real as they were, but they were still deep inside of her, the darkness that's inside all of us, really. That came out and then was fulfilled. Maybe that's why it broke. Mm -hmm. But still, in Storybrooke, that means a lot of people are going to have to die. Unless, (laughs) unless the hat can somehow be used. Hook now has the hat, which is very odd because Rumple is basically controlling Hook and Hook now has the hat. Well, Rumple doesn't want to get his hands dirty. He wants to appear blameless while collecting magic and collecting people into the hat. But no one knows except Hook that that hat is deadly and Hook is now being controlled by Rumple, and Hook will be prevented from telling Emma. Oh, I see. So there would have been nothing wrong with Rumple just walking right back into the house, picking up the hat, and saying something to Emma, just saying, Miss Swan, you made the choice I would have made, or something you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, he never directly lied to her. So I, I was expecting her, during that really long, drawn-out process of her standing outside that door... I was expecting him to say something and for her to pick up on the fact that it was a lie and therefore then to be an epic battle between Emma and Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, interesting. I thought that would happen. Except we all I know that logically it. she should have lost that battle. Yeah, true, because she wasn't in control. But still, it, it could have been something neat to see. would be interesting if she can defeat him in some battle. Oh, we might see it because it really does seem like Rumpel is turning dark again manipulating people and certainly this whole desire about being separated from the dagger that's so that he can have unlimited power and no accountability can i just say i kind of want to see that season i like i want it i kind of want him to succeed and i want the show to go global like i predicted at the end of season one yeah with magic all over and rumple kind of terrorizing the world that's terrible that i want to see that but i think it would be an entertaining story It would be, and I do kind of want to see that too. Maybe that will be the second half of season four. Is that kind of thing happening? You never know. Well, what do you think about this episode? We'd love to have your feedback. So please email us with the title of this episode, Smash the Mirror, in the subject line. Send that to feedback at oncepodcast.com. You can call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. Or go to the website and send a voice message through the site at oncepodcast.com. You can also comment on the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 170. We would love to connect with you on Twitter at oncepodcast. And you can follow each of us individually on Twitter. I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin on Twitter at Plegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. So until next time, remember, I'm willing to wait as long as it takes to find a perfect sister. (laughs) And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. 
Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks for the sponsorship of this episode. If you'd like to be a donor and help support what we're doing here with the podcast and kind of be like co-producers with us of the podcast, help cover the expenses, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor, where you can make a one-time donation, an automatic monthly donation, which is what helps us the best, or a per-episode donation through Patreon. That's at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor.